The Apocalypse Players present All Hallows Tide, or Much Ado About Lead Lining. Act 4 The Crossroads. It is twilight, All Hallows Eon, the 31st, as we would call it, of October 1592. You and Gatehouse and the cart have arrived at the crossroads. There is a finger post uh, with a sign to Seething, one to Loddon, and one to the river. That's all it says. The only other thing that is by, right by the um, finger post is a stake. That's a large stake. And attached to it is an old Tudor cage, big enough for a man. There's a pole that comes out of the stake and... Uh, hanging from it is this plaintiff's cage. The old tradition of men and women and children being placed in cages to what? Ne'er-do-wells? Yeah, they must be. Followers of the upright man who have been caught in the act of thieving. And all three of you feel a sense of the unravelling. Although you would never be able to name it as such. It is not a term that is understood between the three of you, and yet you would all be able, if describing the experience and feeling of it, would would agree that the unravelling seems to be approaching at this place. Do they not say at the crossroads that the rogues, the vagabonds, the knaves and the actors shall meet and make dark deals with the devil? Aye. Daimoniorium. You feel that in that moment. And yet no one is here at this present moment. Do you wish to do anything? We're sure no one's there. You can study more carefully if you wish. So I'd like to, uh... I'd like to have a look at the... Spot hidden, is that? Well, the equivalent of, I suppose. Could you give me your intellectual role? Yeah. I rolled a one. Ah. That's a shame. It is a pity. Failing forwards, eh? Failing forwards, always failing forwards. So the moon is coming up. It's an early moon, and it seems to be one of those fat, lovely yellow moons, near full. Uh, uh, you can see uh, lights off to the east on the river, you assume, and some lights off to the west. You can't see Loddon's too far away to be able to see any of that. It's more wooded over to the west. You see all of this, and then you think you see a shape running in the fields. Just for, a, just for a moment, a long shape, very fast, a black shadow. And could you give me uh, an unravelling check? Yeah, happily. Which is a D8. A quick test, quick test of our nerves. Uh, three. Well rolled, sir. Well rolled. <laughs> All is well. What holds you together? I've, I've, we've just passed a couple of half pipes at the local Norwich skate park that... They were they were far less flat than this place. Ye old skate park. Ye old skate park. <laughs> it's a Viking tradition, is it not? It is. It is. Skafterperka. What actually holds me together is I I immediately go to my um my pocket and find the uh, the coin that I carry with me, and I just I just sort of just use my thumb to rub the indentation. I flip it in my hand. So you both you both see him doing this. Yeah. I feel on one side the cross, and on the other side something else. 
not the crown. Not the crown. Uh, yeah, uh, I think because it's a one, I think you both don't even need to test. You notice that it is a foreign coin. Mm. Of a like that you'd never seen before, the two of you, Chase and Kellegrew. Mm. Yeah. Where'd you get that from? Oh, this, uh, it's nothing. It's just, uh, <laughs> good from a merchant. Don't worry, it's just more of a good luck charm. I, um, I get to put it back in my pocket. Gatehouse gets out, stretches, rubs his ass, even for the short time that he was driving. The, the, the wooden board that he's been driving on is clearly not pleasant. Um, now, would anyone else like to do anything at this moment? I might um, hop out to stretch my legs with Gatehouse. Maybe I go to the side of the road and I take a piss, but keep alert, look back over my shoulder. Always looking, always looking. Yeah. Did you say that there are sort of gibbet cages here? There's a cage, just one, yeah. I'm going to go and have a closer examination of this cage. Mm. Yeah, good. Could you give me your... um... Are you using your eyesight? Or are you using a knowledge of of a different kind? Are you, are you looking for telltale marks? I think so. Or are you using your intellectual capacity? Well, you tell me. I, I'm sort of I'm examining it. I'm certainly having a look, but I'm I'm interested in whether I can gauge the age of the person and and maybe even glean what I think whether they died in the cage or whether they were already dead or. Or what? And how how long they've been there? You do see bones in there, bleached bones. So everything's been stripped bare. You you do see a couple of pale toes poking out of the dirt in the last of the light, but otherwise there's just sort of fragments and a and a and a and a cracked and broken skull. You get the impression someone might have tried to remove that, and they just sort of pulled it up and down and smashed it about a bit and. But you can see thigh bones, and you can see rib bones, and rags, old kind of mess of rags. Could you give me a? Could you give me a, an, a physical check? One. It's a chilling sight, and you suddenly realise this is a very young person, and the horror of the place really strikes home. Could you give me an unravelling? check for me what am i trying to roll here so this is a d8 against your unraveling to see whether the world of the dark fae but anything but a one is okay uh one or two so you want to be above two an eight also means something with unraveling so that's also good to know seven strong this place gives me the willies you you sort of look at the bars and you think it's just too complicated for you to kind of push your hands through anyway right uh, and you and you take a you take a step back, um, and at, at that point, Killigrew, could you give me an intellectual role? Intellectual three. You happen to notice that you are pissing into some nettles of a delicate kind, and unless you're very much mistaken, this is wound wart that you're pissing into. Wound wart. Hmm. Good for the treating of minor ailments, and indeed excellent for the for the packing of wounds. As in like a poultice. A good wad of... Well, I mean, literally, you can just tear them up, pad them together, and then stick them on the wound, uh, and it will 
it will very swiftly help with the stopping of bleeding. Oh, well, that's great. When I finish pissing, I will see if I... I mean, obviously, you can move to the next part of the bank down and... Yeah, I'll pick some that aren't covered in my piss. <laughs> Although it is sterile. But of course, yeah. No, I'm going to pick some dry wound wart. Excellent. Please add it to your inventory. Just as you've finished, you hear a horse... And the three of you sort of naturally gather back towards the cart a little bit. I also, if it's fair to say, after I saw that shadowy figure, mm. could I just ask which direction it was going in? You saw it to the west? Yeah. Uh, it appeared to be going from north to south, but on the western side. So in the same direction we're going, or the opposite? Well, the, the finger post points to seething, and that is to the west. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm also trying to keep a weather eye on... Our environs, although they're in the dark. Um, Just flicking off to the right, to the western side. Perfect. Vigilant. In the centre of the crossroads, standing strong with his leaning on his cudgel, is William Gatehouse. A rather nondescript-looking individual rides up from a distance. Anyway, he has fine clothes and a fine horse, but it's when really he gets close that you see the distinguishing features. He's well, sort of about average height, five eight-ish, as in those days it would have been. He has a well-kept moustache and, and pointed beard. He's in his 30s, you'd say, in his prime. But he has, a, he has a scar from his nose down through both lips into his chin. Uh, there's something brilliant about his eyes glistening. There's a fervour to him. Very closely cropped hair, a small ruff. It's, it's a dark ruff, and he wears dark clothes and has a travelling cloak on. But he arrives with someone else on a donkey. <laughs> and the donkey is striped? <laughs> Could be a donkey. Who knows? Yeah. You all get the impression that this is a scholar. Or possibly a student. He wears a robe-like vestment. Uh, but you can see uh, secular clothes underneath this sort of quite heavy robe. And he, he's doing that classic kicking the donkey's side and sort of running. He's got a little stick. He seems fastidious even on his mount. Mm. And, and rattish. His face is quite rattish. Uh, what you do also wonder is, you're not entirely sure. For a split second, you're not sure if it's a male or a female. You're, you feel like there's something in flux about this person that you can't quite pin down. And they, and they stop their somewhat restless donkey and uh, the man who you assume to be, Locke, mm. pulls up his horse. It's a little. The horse is restless too. Was it fair to say that Locke, the man we assume to be Locke, seems to be leading the other man? Oh, very much so. Yes, yes. He arrived. He arrived ahead and first. Yeah. Oh, and you also notice that he carries a sword on his harness, like a rapier, uh, a gentleman's sword. Yes, indeed. Gayhouse says nothing, and Locke lifts back his head and says, So, William Gatehouse, you can vouch for these gentlemen. Aye, that I can. Mm. Then your part of the bargain is upheld. Good, good. So, Sebastian Locke, are we to the church straight away? That we are, if you are ready. This is my scholar companion. I have need of him this evening. Uh, he reaches into uh, his cloak could I do an intellectual role? Yes, you could. To see whether it looks like he's reaching for 
a weapon. You could, yes. While that's happening, if it's fed state, I just duck down in the carriage, assuming that it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Three. It's either a flintlock or his purse. <laughs> You'd say a gentleman isn't going to carry anything else down there, is he? It could be a handkerchief, I suppose. Chase, are you, uh, are you diving for cover or are you just holding your ground? I just crossed my arms. Yeah. Are you the bloke? <laughs> Actually, I think that's, that's enough. That is enough to distract him. He sort of looks around and, and for the first time you, you get the true French out of him and he looks with disgust. Uh, but he sort of, he, the mask returns and he goes, uh, you vouch for these gentlemen, do you not, Mr. Gatehouse? I do, I do that. Mr. Chase is most valuable for our purpose. Look at him, strong as an ox. And, and Locke nods his head and pulls out a purse, throws a shilling for each man before him onto the ground. Not the scholar, just four shillings. Oh, well, uh... Very good. Fifteen shillings for the lead on the roof. And another fifteen shillings if you bring myself and Monsieur, my scholar, back to these crossroads. And then he leans forward, holding onto the pommel, and he says, and 15 more if he brings the book back. Yes, we have an agreement. How will we know what book it is when we see it? He looks back at the, the, the Weasley Ratty scholar young man who, who's had his sort of hood up, but you can still see parts of his face. And he just, he drops it back and he goes, you'll know because I will have it. And what was your name again? Come, we are ready to ride, are we not? Scrotum or something, was he? <laughs> uh, Locke leans forward again, which was his, supposed to be his dramatic lean forward, and is now somewhat lessened by uh, Chase's irrepressible nature, and says, Did you say Scranton or Scrotum? Uh, no, I was asking what yo said. That's it. I did not say... I did not say his name, did I? Oh, right, I thought you did. I did I say his name? No. Oh. This gentleman, oh, what's his name? This gentleman is Scholar Scranton. It is remarkably close to the word scrotum. <laughs> oh, that'd be explaining why I thought you said that. I did not say that. <laughs> William, come on. I must have a word with you. We need to know his name in case we find the book and have to shout him. Am I to speak to Mr. William Gatehouse or am I to speak to this Chase fellow? And he looks at Gatehouse, he doesn't really look at you. And Gatehouse holds his hand up and says, Come now, come now, Sebastian. No need of concern. We shall, we shall do the deed as you ask of us. The money is good, is it not? Is that not right, Mr. Chase? And he sort of looks back to you and kind of, and he winks. On, on the side that is not visible. Yes, I'm just. I just want everything to be clear and organised. It is, after all, my habit. This is Mr. Sebastian Locke, and that is Scholar Scranton. He is to bring the book back, and and we shall make near close to fifty shillings each. Then all is well. No good of shouting out names in the dark of folk we don't know. Gatehouse goes over to his shilling and picks it up. 
gives it a bite. I come out from behind the beams a, car. Beams a smile at you all. Yeah. And walk to my shilling and pick it up. I'm going to do the same, but I'm also going to be constantly scanning in the last of the light. If there is any last of the light left. You don't see anything. Um, so I pick it up and sort of say, uh, right, well, let's get a move on, shall we? I bend awkwardly over to pick up this coin, hit, panting as I do so, and under my breath I say, 1066, a good year for bastards! <laughs> <laughs> There's a jingling of a bell on his horse as he pulls it around, and it's a little close, it's a little close to you. You, you have a choice. You can either try and hold your ground, or, or you may wish to dodge. I'll hold my ground. Okay. Um, he spurs his horse forward uh, and just just brushes past you. Um, and, and, and you're actually knocked back. There's no physical damage, but you are knocked back. And he says, Allons-y! And, and Scranton trots his little donkey past you, sneering at you as he goes. Gate, gatehouse rushes over and offers you a hand. But very sotto voce says, easy now. I'm all right. You didn't say he was French. <laughs> no, I wonder how he came upon the name Sebastian Locke. Probably stole it. That's what they all fucking do. Did he, did he steal it? Invent it? Borrow it? Certainly wasn't born with it. Perhaps it's Locke with an E. Well, it almost certainly is Locke with an E. Everything's with an E. It's, it's fifteen fucking ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> William the Bastard called, went round and called himself king. He stole that, didn't he? He certainly did. Norman twats. I suppose we... Uh, Come on, let's catch up with them. We should indeed. And, and he dashes back to the, to the cart and he pulls it over. Uh, you pile in. You wind your way westwards. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fork in the road. You take the left. So you're heading f- slightly further south. You are aware of passing by a village just to the north. And then a chapel begins to show itself. Just slightly on raised ground through trees ahead. Very picturesque. Notably no tower. Uh, unusual uh, for a church uh, in these parts not to have a square or round tower. This has a rather beautiful half cupola domed chancel area and uh, that is facing to the east so you are approaching that so you get the view of it. Um, and some old yews. You can see the lich gate and you can see the slight rise of the of the graveyard around the side of it. And just, just as you do that the moon comes fully clear of the clouds and you see stretching clouds to the west and the rising moon gives very clear light ahead. You see a little light, a lantern up ahead, someone walking around the edge of the boundary of the church. Oh, it's going to be bloody cold tonight. Sat on a fucking roof. It is um, <laughs> steadily dropping in temperature, that is true. I pull my cloak tight around me. I check where my knife and my short pole are, just because I'm aware that However, assured we've been that there's only one grave keeper. You never, you never know with these places, and you never know with these people. Indeed. Roll intellectual for me, Sparrow. Intellectual, D6. Three. It occurs to you that one of, one of your number recently bought a uh, spyglass. Yes. 
Yeah. Francis, uh, Mr. Killigrew. Thank you. You got you got yourself a spyglass, right, back in the market? Yes, I got myself a spyglass. Yeah, you see that lantern dancing around? You want to maybe have a check out in advance, see what we can see? Or did you just buy it for, as a, an accessory? <laughs> I, I see it, and I look back at, uh, at Sparrow and, uh, and sort of give him a grudging nod of respect and say, good spot. And I take out the spyglass and um, train it on the lantern. And the moonlight is enough to give you a view of um, a man in his past his prime. Saturn has kissed his locks with grey, um, and he has a, uh, quite a quite a big dog by his side, um, who he's holding by the collar as he walks around. But he seems to be an affectionate hold, not not like he's holding him back. Even so, that's exactly the sort of shit we need to know about. <laughs> yeah. Could you give me a physical check, Killigrew? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Unless you have the special ability of night vision, in which case you need not roll. I don't. Is that a special ability? If you just... Oh, yeah. you making fun of me. Oh, no, no. Oh, it is. Oh, dear. I've rolled a one. You see a shadow behind him of a figure. Uh, and for a split second, you think you see golden eyes. I get a bit of a shock. And I have another look. Is that figure still there? Yes, and it moves between gravestones, and he sort of turns around, and he seems to be conversing. But the the glass just isn't quite good enough to give you. Uh, there's a there's a shadow from the yew tree, and you can't quite see the figure, but he seems to be talking. Do you convey this? Um, I think I do. Yeah, I say um, it's a man with a large dog, and possibly um. Another figure. The two riders are hidden in the lee of a group of trees, a last small copse before the road dips down and then rises up to the church. And Locke gently turns the horse round and says, I will leave you to um, approach first, as we agreed. And Gayhouse says, Aye, it is all in good hands. And he uh, just pushes the cart horse on, and you dip down. I wouldn't call it a hill. It's more of just a, a gentle slope down into a dip. And then as you're climbing up, he just pulls, he artfully pulls the cart off the road onto the grass so that you're still, still a good hundred yards away. Uh, and there's a little uh, tussock uh, which he gets out almost behind uh, as if, I mean, there is a lantern on the um, uh, cart which he hasn't put out. But he takes off the lantern and turns to you and says, Late well wishes for the graves of all souls. We just happen to be more daring than the rest. But he still isn't showing himself on the road, and he goes up towards the sort of top of this hillock, but he crawls up. He's, he's put the lantern down. He's sort of just creeping up, and you get the impression he's looking just over the top of the hillock to have a, have a better gander. Before we leave the carriage, I just want to say to the others, now listen here, uh, Mr. Killigrew, Mr. Chase, I saw something earlier, and I trust my own eyes. I saw a black figure chasing across the landscape. Reminded me very much of a dog, but far too large to be a hunting dog. I'm only telling you this uh, because, hey, if we don't all get out of here, 
we probably won't any of us get out of here and we won't get our money. So keep your wits about you. Keep your eyes about you. Yeah? Yes. Well, hopefully, if we're up on the roof, the dog won't get us. Well, exactly. It'll be Mr Killigrew it devours. Yeah, and I'll be fine with that, so long as we leave with our worth. Oh, very droll. <laughs> None taken. Well, let vigilance be our watchword. I'm only kidding, Killigrew. Obviously, we all rely on each other in this. Give us a whistle if you see anything. When he says that, you all rely on each other in this, you feel a glow in that left pap. Aye, that left pap. Where heart doth hop. Does anyone go with Gatehouse? Why don't we all go? And then it will look like it is two gentlemen and they're two men. Very good. The other good thing is if there's four of us and the lie goes wrong and we're not quick enough of wit and tongue to deceive the man, there are at least four of us to beat the shit out of him and strangle his dog. I know what you mean. Yeah, well, we all go and, we all go and lurk. The three of you go up the tussock. We do. Skillfully alongside Gatehouse, who is not surprised by, by your arrival, but does not take his focus off and his eyes are narrowed. But he turns... He's, he's looking at the man with the lantern, is he? Uh, looking at the man with the lantern and the figure that the man is talking to. The dog is held. I take out my spyglass and offer it to Gatehouse. And he says, no need. I think I have a measure of it. But smart thinking. Mr Killigrew, would you mind if I took a peek? My eyes are sharp. No, be my guess. I'd like to take it, and I'd initially like to turn it in the direction it would be expected to look upon, just to see. Because I haven't seen this other figure yet. Just want to have a quick look. Yeah, by all means, you can see the dog, you can see the man, and you can see... Uh... Well, give me a physical check. A physical roll. Because it's dark, and where that figure is standing. Did any of us bring any candles? Oh, shit. Ooh, seven. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're pretty sure there's a young boy talking to him. Tall, but a young, young-looking, fresh-faced boy. About sort of 14, maybe, chatting away. They're just having a little conversation. And Gatehouse pats you and says... There are other ways of seeing. And then he does this. He takes one hand and he, he takes the thumb and forefinger of it and raises the other fingers. And he makes the sign of the horns. And, and in a monocular use of the hieroglyphic monad, he looks through the hole that he has made between the thumb and the forefinger. And then the horns are before it. And he's very focused in that moment. And he says something under his breath that you think you all hear the word Alas, So, Killigrew, you need to roll Supernatural for that. <gasps> only you, because mm. of the name. Yeah, five out of six. It is a name that you have heard before. Alasriel. Uh, Alasriel of the Angels. It clicks something into place for you that had been missing. But for the other two, this is very uh, this is very similar. So could you roll supernatural, but you don't recognise the name, and the, the the same process is not there because the reading is not the same. But fear not, for things are always in balance and in checks. Two, two, d four, yeah. Uh, your supernatural, yeah, which is d four. Four. A four. 
the best that one could roll. So we have the two extremes. So you both recognize the name uh, in the context of being being unusual, obviously. You cannot place it, Chase, but what you can be 100% certain of, you just saw a line of light reaching from the figure that is speaking to the grave guardian. You just saw a line of light reaching up for a split second, and then it just dissip- dissipates. As far as you're aware from everybody else's reaction, no one has seen what you have seen. Sparrow, you, you're, that, you're that close to recognizing what it's about. Yeah. From some of your background reading to understand how things interconnect between the Voynich manuscript and the association that you had put your faith in that had um, opened the world up to you. Absolutely. Uh, but you, ca- you can't quite place it. I've always been a student, e- even as a clerk of the temple, I was a student to these people. And then I became a student to the the society, and now I'm a student to whatever books I come across. But I'm still stuck in that backwards position where I assume others... I'm looking for a lecturer, I'm looking for a tutor to guide me through it all. Well, you feel that there's... There's something that you're missing here, and you see that Killigrew understands. Yeah. Uh, that's your bonus from the four. Great. Uh, now, Killigrew, you reckon you fancy your chances at this one. You just suddenly think, push comes to shove. I might be able to do that. Because he's used a gesture of the hieroglyphic monad, which in its gesture lessens the effectiveness to draw it many times over, and to sit within it, to meditate within it, to focus your power within it, might be able to achieve something within the, the demonium. But that would take a long time, whereas what he's done is a favour gesture. And you think he too has a gift of the angelic favours. Uh, what do you do about the light, Chase? Do you keep that to yourself? Yeah. You, you don't need to roll unravelling, it's just it's unsettling. I don't think I say anything about that. Yep, yep. So Gatehouse starts to inch back down and says, Trust me, fellows. I shall take my ale over to those two. One is but a boy, and the other an old man. They are William Gatehouse's best of people. The dog, I have, I have a good nature with such beasts. I shall give you the lantern and say that you are my fellows and that you are here to visit uh, a grand dam long since dead of the old faith. You know the sort. Aye. And make direct reference to you. None shall be the wiser. And where go we from there? I mean, if your plan is to make them think that our presence here is uh, simply to assist you, how do we get to the roof? How do we take the shell from it? Well, this is 45 shillings worth, man. I'm sure you shall make it up. Of course, of course. And with that, he sort of crawls on back a bit and then kind of steps up and gets into the cart and then says, shall we? Aye. You see the other two begin to fall in behind the two riders as you approach up, right up to the lich gate, and then he jumps out. You see the lantern coming on over, and then he goes over. He has no lantern, but he's well lit by the moon. You hear the dog growling, but he goes, well met, well met. No doubt his thirsty worked. And then he seems to offer up some wooden cups, much in the same way that he did to you in the carriage from leaving Tyburn House. 
And you can feel the other two behind you. They're just waiting there, but the lich gate is in front of you. It's a partially ruined chapel. Well, gentlemen, if, uh, if ever I saw a chapel in need of a new roof, this was it. Shall we uh, help them along the way? And I hop out to drive through the lich gate towards the church. Why not? I, I follow him. Uh, yeah, same. I want to get up as soon as I can because I'm aware that I still... Even though I warned these guys, I kind of feel like I didn't... I'm quite worried about stuff being out on the... The moors. <laughs> What's our best route up? Are there any crumbled pillars? So the, there's a path that leads straight up to the entrance to the church. Um, yeah. And it sort of winds classically through the graves. Um, and um, at this point, I will send you the map of the church. Great. It's got quite an extensive southern aspect, and then it has this distinctive eastern sanctuary, the opposite end to the nave, and then you know, the classic two rooms either side, one north, one south, and also an extensive corridor-like building that leads further south. As we approach the church, I imagine I'm, I'm taking the lead from Killigrew. I'm not going to deviate from that however pretentious he may seem. Are you going for the entrance, um, which is sort of all the way round one side of the church? I think that's certainly, that's certainly the route I'd like to take. It wends on the southern side round to the western. Great. So it gives you a good view of just how dilapidated it is. So the, um, as, you, as you come round, you see this sort of ruined aspect of it, and the section that is in best condition is the room to the north and the beautiful domed chancel or or the sanctuary as it used to be known. Uh, this was once obviously a practicing Catholic chapel. It, it may well have been attempted to be used as a Protestant chapel, but there's not particularly any sign of that. The stuff to the south, quite a lot of that's been robbed out and there's even a sort of broken entranceway that you can see just through the wall and rot and damage. As you're making your way round through, could you give me a supernatural roll? Hmm. Oh, six out of six. Nice. Was that all of us? Yes, everyone. Okay, great. Five on a six. Nice. Two, two good successes. Uh, four on a four. All good successes. Chase, as you're approaching, as you come around the the southern side of the cloister, you see a hooded figure. Just a black hooded figure with a, sl at a slight odd lean walk round the end of the church. Uh, just as the light begins to, f to properly fade out, the last of the sunlight is gone. Hmm. And you, you just think to yourself, did you see a glimpse of white around the hood of the cloak? Just here. Was there, was, was there something terribly pale and white and drawn Ugh. about the face. Horrible. And I'm going to ask you to roll an unravelling check. Mm. Because for a moment you think you may have just seen something horrid. Four. Yes, fine. So you, you hold it together because you're not entirely sure whether there was a figure there. Uh, it could have been a glint of the moon, maybe, mm. on the stonework. There's quite a lot of flint work on this side. Because this, this is the stuff that isn't the kind of dressed stone. The dressed stone is the main nave and that beautiful domed section. You notice there's not many windows in this building. 
as well. Um, so we had a six from Killigrew. Mm. You notice due west about 15 paces away from the path that leads into the church is a wizened tree. It lives, but there's something odd about it. Uh, and as you, as you look at it, you think something glistens around the base of it. And for a split second, you think it is a thick serpent coiled around the tree. Uh, could you roll unraveling for me? <laughs> yes. And with an up die, so a 10, a d10. One. Oh, oh dear. There is an unexpected reaction from Killigrew. Yeah. Do you say something, or do you physically do something? I certainly do. A serpent, a serpent. Serpentum. Serpentum, yes, it's in Latin, even worse. Oh, all right. Serpentum. Very good, serpentum. That, that's probably not the word. And I draw my knife, and I just take a couple of steps towards the tree. Now, because I gave you a bonus... Uh, and you still failed. I am going to take the down step. So you are now unraveling six. D6. Yeah, fine. And you've taken a step towards the tree with your knife out. Sparrow, you see this, but you see nothing of a serpent. Well, you do see the tree, and it is unusual, and you are, you are focused on it. But you were actually being rather distracted by the fact that you'd seen an owl um, on the bank of trees that lies to the north. And it, it, there's a little... It's a, it's a ridge. You see a pair of eyes, and that's what distracts you. And you look at him, and he's, he's doing this weird thing. So when you see the second pair of eyes, you think, gosh, that's unusual. Two, and then you see a third, and then a fourth, and then a dozen. Oh, fuck that. I don't suppose they're golden-looking eyes. They are golden eyes. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Could you give me an unravelling check? Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to give you the bonus you would have got for passing because unfortunately one of your number has just said Serpentum, Serpentum and drawn a dagger, so I'm going to give you a D8. That's fine. Uh, seven. You hold it together. It's tricks of the light, right? Yeah. It can't be, it can't be actual lies. Yeah, it's uh, little pine cones, frozen pine cones catching the glints of the sunset. And perhaps the call to action of, of this drawing of the dagger. You've all seen this, and I, I'm going to say for argument's sake, you, you're almost before the entrance of the church. You can see the door is closed, but like there's bits of, bits of masonry has been robbed out. Um, beautiful Gothic architecture has been defaced. You can just see beyond, up above, this rather lovely pale lead roofing that covers the bedroom and the cupola. Nonetheless, dagger drawn. Let us move to initiative. Oh, Christ. Could you give us a coin? Me. A moment is beginning. Killigrew? Cross. And it is. He has it. Uh, and therefore, you have the advantage. The agents have the advantage. What will you do in this moment? Starting with you, Killigrew. Can I still see this snake on the tree? You can see it glistening at the base of the tree. Well, then I, I just advance towards it. What do you do, Sparrow? I've already got my, uh, my short pole in one hand, because although I don't need a walking stick, as we all know, a walking stick is a good excuse to carry a weapon. 
and I pull out my knife in my other hand um, just so I have them both to hand and I sort of try and match his speed towards the tree if he's I don't know if he's sort of rushing towards it or if would you describe it as rushing Killigrew? Striding purposefully I follow sort of perpendicularly so I I sort of keep the distance yeah. between me and him the same but I, I a, a touch of a touch of flanking perhaps yeah let's say flanking, flanking the enemy yeah chase yeah. what do you do as these two uh you get the you get the impression one of them is has a hard on for the tree and the other is thinking tactically almost almost like a hunter might i shall walk a couple of paces behind them you become aware of the soft padding expensive shoes of uh, a gentleman behind you lock Hmm. Um, who hisses, what are they doing? I think I heard him say something about serpents. <laughs> his, uh, his eyes go wide, um, and he clicks his fingers to Scranton, who, who sort of looks frightened and then goes over to the door. What does that portend? I'm not sure, but this place, it has a history. Oh, yeah. One of the canons here, he did strange things. He was a professor at the cathedral. Oh, right. The books that we seek, that may shed more light on this. We need those lead panels. You and your men, you must get them. This was the agreement. And he holds his ground and sort of stares at you. Yeah, all right, we just got here. <laughs> cool, your boots. Could you give me a bargaining roll with an up dice? So that is your intellect up the next die d8 two Ooh. so you 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 pitch on and he's being held and he's looking and you see his eyes sort of looking at uh at gatehouse and then flicking back up to scranton scranton's clearly struggling with the door and then comes back and says it's too heavy and he says i'm mad you must help me come uh, and he sort of grabs you by the arm but not to like pull you, but kind of grabs you and then sort of, it's his attempt at being fraternal. Oh, and he says, uh, I'm a servant of the light. Do you understand? And there's that fervor in his eyes. Yeah, well, I'm from Dudley. <laughs> I'm saying I pull my arm back. Perfect. Okay, so there's a, yeah, there's an impasse. I mean, I, I go, I go with them. I'm going, I'm going towards the door to help them get in, but I'm, uh, I'm not letting him touch me anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a sogginess underfoot, Killigrew, and this this mm. tree looks weirder and weirder the closer you get to it, and the glistening at yeah. the bottom you realise isn't snakes, but roots wending round in a circular nature, that is at deep odds to the images that you have recently seen, the geometric patterns, the angelic certainty of those images. Uh, I might say to Killigrew, uh, here, Francis, whatever's held your attention, we need to get up to that roof, surely, or else we don't get paid. You're right. My eyes deceived me. This, this is nothing. Just an old tree. Oh, I... You're right. The quicker we can get this over with, the better. Quite right. To the church. Shimmy up on top of the roof, I'll, I'll, um... I'll keep watch. All right. Well, there's, uh, is there a place that looks the easiest to reach the roof from, from here? You would say it would be climbing the 
best part of the masonry, which is on the northern side of, of yeah. the nave. And although the guttering, the wooden guttering is gone, there's still quite a lot of stone, really well-made Gothic stone guttering that is, is purchased enough. Yeah. I'll give you a leg up. It's safe to say that, Chase, you see this happening, and they sort of head up towards the, the chapel itself. Hmm. And Locke says, come now, I entreat you, let us help the scholar gain entrance to the church. Yeah, all right, move out the bloody way then. God. <laughs> Can't open a fecking door, and I go up and try and help, I try and open the door. He looks refreshingly horrified by that, <laughs> but, but almost smiles, I think. And then the three of you open what is a very stiff, rusty, old door and manage mm. to get in. Nice. So while the two of you are climbing up to the roof, you gain entrance to what must have once been a very beautiful chapel, first half of which, of the nave, is ruined. The pews have long since been taken. A lot of the surface work of the stone here has been taken too, leaving just rough dirt. Um, beautiful flagstones have been taken out. Um, you see defacing of monuments, of course. Benches have been put in place, um, presumably by by uh, th- those members of the old faith who wish to still use the place, but there's no indication of, of practice here anymore. Um, it is an abandoned building, uh, and yet it is being protected by the community, and you are suspicious that no indications there's probably people coming. As you get further in, suddenly there is a line, pretty much at the boundary of the northern room, Suddenly, the roof is intact, paint is, is on the walls, and in the cupola you can see two beautiful angels, one on either side, painted in an old style that, you, that you're not very familiar with, but you think might be quite Greco-Roman. Hmm. Which is slightly disturbing for you, because you remember that Roman implication with the memory that you had of walking by the Seven. Yes. Uh... Scranton makes immediately for the altar uh, and gets out a, a leather satchel somewhat awkwardly and begins to take out chalk and starts marking the floor. <laughs> How's this going to help you find a book? Leave him to his studies. He has a gift. Doesn't include opening doors then, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Different kinds of doors as much. Does not your friend need you for the lifting or the throwing of the lead? You're telling me that that posh boy can do the work? No. Come now. It is 50 shillings. Yeah, well, you wanted me to open a door, didn't you? So I had to come and do this first. How much do I get for that? You are right, Mr. Chase. You are right. Well, it was 45 before you helped me with the door. I just said 50. Let's call it 50, shall we? Oh, I think that's probably a good idea, yes. And I tell you what, call it 60 and I'll let you out at the end. <laughs> bon blague bon blague my friend <laughs> and with that you lock them in <laughs> <laughs> not even lock them they just can't it's too feeble to push a door <laughs> Sparrow you are on the roof Killigrew you've helped him up yeah. you see him giving him a leg up and you are down the bottom that was the plan I see him onto the roof and I think I think I wonder whether the roof would be a good vantage point to just scan the horizon with my spyglass 
while the moon is fat. I was going to ask, actually, because I took your spyglass. Did I ever give it back to you? Is that a luck roll, or would I have automatically given it back to you? May I have my spyglass back? <laughs> no. Two seconds. And I just want to give one scan of the horizon. I know it's dark now, but I'm just... Uh, no, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you give me a supernatural roll? Please, yes. I would love to do that, even though it's shite, my supernatural. That is a four on a four. Excellent. So which way are you going to look? North, south, east or west? I suppose, if I'm being honest, it depends which way we came up. You're facing northwest. Well, yeah, I'd like to scan the horizon in whatever direction is most convenient, but give it like a, a left and a right. It's probably west then. Yeah, let's say west. And then you could look north to the ridge. So west, you do catch, with a spyglass, you catch just a lovely line of light. Mm. Which you realise must be the setting sun, the last of the setting sun on All Hallows' Eve. Beautiful. And then you're just tracking right, as would be your natural instinct, to see the full horizon to the north. As as the light fades and stars come out, and these, there are these lovely clouds reaching. They're, they're a little bit like a long hand of clouds, high and reaching. Uh, but as you look to the north, you see that the ridge isn't a ridge at all. It's a buried giant. Could you roll unraveling? Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> fuck that writer. It is actually a vast skeleton lying on its side. Christ. Is it Galanth, the Galanthian of Corda? Is it? <laughs> I've rolled a seven. I'm rolling the best I've ever rolled. Everything's fine. Of course, it's just a hillside. That's one of the oldest myths in the world. It resembles a rib cage and the shoulder bones and the the chest. And you wonder about those. You wonder. Yeah. You wonder about those legends, and you wonder about this place at this time. Yeah. And and you, and you and you are now more convinced than ever before that this is a thin place. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, at that moment, I get the coin out again and I start thumbing the uh, the strange ridged surface that is opposite the sovereign's face. Killigrew, you still got your, you still got your spyglass. Listen, Sparrow, you going to give me a hand up? Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you want to come up or shall I drop it down? No, I'll come up. So I just sort of climb onto the window and put my hand up and hoping he's going to sort of drag me up. It would be the it would be the done thing, right? I gave him my leg up. He should then pull me up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'll I'll come down and pull you. Yeah. As as you pull me up and I take my spyglass from you. Yeah. I say in in the absence of our um returned companion, uh, I suppose I should give you a hand up here on the roof. Yeah. But I suggest you um, you do the lion's share of the lifting and I keep my eyes peeled, help you where I can. Well, I'm happy to split it that way. All I'll say is look out for any dogs, any wolf-like things you see out there. I saw something out there. Didn't look right. I don't know if you've heard of Black Shuck, but uh, it, it put the willies up me. Do you still have the spyglass now? I think I'm saying this as I as I hand it back to him, yeah. Are you going to have a look, Killigrew? 
I am, but I'd like to move away to move across the roof. You're going to climb over? Well, I'd just like to sort of finish this conversation and then move over. Yeah, move over the... So sort of... climbing up the roof onto the, onto the top of the church for the, for the fullest view? Yeah. Does it have a chimney? There is a chimney. Uh, there's, there's two. There's, there's one ruined and there's one intact, which is the one that cl- you're closest to. So I'd like to try and conceal myself behind the chimney so I'm, so I'm at a really high point... But um, I think in terms of concealment, no one can see you here. It's uh, the, 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 the vantages are not good enough. Well, basically, I'd, I'd like to get up to the ridge of the roof. I'd like to ostentatiously take out the spyglass. And then when it looks to me like Sparrow's back is turned. Oh, yeah. Oh, looks like he's been ostentatious. I shall turn around. I lift up one of my hands... Let's see if I can remember what I saw. I lift up one of my hands to form an O, and I lift up my other hand to form horns. And I, I, my, I, I stow my spyglass and I make my um, manual spyglass from my hands just to see whether I can do it. Yeah. And I mutter the word, Alasriel. Oh, hello. And does anything happen? It's absolutely beautiful. So we'll cut back to um, Chase. What's Chase doing? Well, I'm going to leave these numpties in the church <laughs> and go back outside. <laughs> yeah. The door's still open, of course, because you, you weren't going to try and close it. Bloody heavy. I'll close it on them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> it, it does take two men to move this unless you do a physical check. I'll do a physical check. Great. <laughs> I'm going to teach that person. I love that it's a sort of casual thing. (laughs) But now, now it's malicious. Fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. Don't want to let a draft in. (laughs) You do remember seeing there were a couple of entrances on the southern side that easily accessible, ruined. Yeah, but that, what's its scrotum, couldn't work that one out, could he? So he's probably not going to work it out. Five. Nice. Makes a bit of noise, but not too bad. And then just as just as it shut, I say through the door, just give us a shout when you want to come out then. <laughs> you also hear from Gatehouse down below. <laughs> no, no. As if he's sort of upped the volume. Where is Gatehouse again? He's So he's he's actually now down on the sort of southeastern side of the graveyard. Mm. Chatting to the boy and the To the janitor. The the boy, the janitor and the dog. I, I sort of walk, trudge around the church. Where are you? As you as you finish saying where are you, you see uh, the figure of Alexander Sparrow on the top of this uh, room, peeling off a piece of lead. Could you give me an intellectual? Actually, could you give me a luck? Keep your intellectual. What what do I what do I roll here? To take a chance, you have to toss a coin. Oh, of course, yeah, right. Crown. His tails. Uh, you see something glinting on the underside. Now, what does your roll for intellectual? Four. You are pretty sure you just saw something on the bottom of that panel as he's sort of pulling it back. A sign. You think you saw a sign or a symbol? Hold it. Hold it, Lex. So that, th- they are the words that you hear, Killigrew, as you're looking around using the uh, hieroglyphic monad, invoking the angels. Now, you feel a drain, and also 
where before you felt warmth and burning sensations in your left pap, you feel a very distinct ringlet of cold. In fact, you wouldn't even call it a ringlet. You would call it a thread. You are aware in that moment that there is a spell or geese upon you. It is, it is something to do with this bond, as you hear the word oi, but you just can't help yourself. You're just, you're tracking across. Now, you were looking south, right? Um, I climbed on the north end, I went over the ridge. Yes, I was looking south, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so you're looking south. And as you pan across to the left, you see a trace of the river and just sparkling in the moonlight, you see the river. And then you see the bank. And the bank is moving. With not 10 not 20, not 30, but a hundred or more creatures wriggling and climbing and crawling over each other and chittering and chatting and picking at the hair of each other. Mm. And, a, and a mass of, of old folk, of bruach, are, are boiling and burning at the bank of the river. Could you roll unravelling for me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a five out of six. You are pretty sure that this is a place of the hollow hills. That is what the hieroglyphic monad is telling you. You're not even sure if you understand what that means. But from your reading and, and from your association, you are fairly sure that this is a place of the Hollow Hills, which hmm. is the oldest of the oldest dark fae. And to have a name in this place would be a thing of power. To have a name? Well, because names are what you deal with. Yeah. May I ask one thing before you move on? Yes. It is absolutely evident to me that I have succeeded in performing the monographic Hieroglism. Hieroglism? It certainly feels that way. Something's happened. Hieroglism. And the few times that you've ever used your own favour, it feels like it has succeeded. Hieroglismic. What you have seen is not 100% certain, but you've gained this insight to this concept. Yes. So each one is leading to another door. The door of the understanding that was clicking together has led to a door of an understanding that's clicked together. Yeah. Like a terrible astrological path. Hmm. You do feel the reverberation of the death mark between all three of you, I think, in that moment. Where you go, are we meant to be here? Is this... is this fated? Oi! Lex! Lex! Xander! Who are you talking to? You! Sparrow would have been easier. Sparrow, in that last moment, as he says, Sparrow would have been easier. He pulls up the, the panel. Look at the underside of those panels, they've got markings on them. I do so. Could you give me uh, intellectual, and I will give you a, a, a step up. Yeah. For this is to do with the secret study of signs. And who better than a student of the Voynich manuscript? I got a seven. Sweet. That's what we need. It's a, str it's a strong success. Yeah. You see what you are fairly sure is a mark in the Theban text. The ancient language of witchcraft. Jesus Christ. And at that point, you hear a terrible groan. 
from the room beneath and the roof just slightly vibrates. We're breaking a seal. And then there is an awful, awful smell. And it is not Chase farting. There, there is something unholy that is seeping into the world. What do I do? What do I do? 